Welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rizak. This is the show that gives you insights and resources in how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hopefully one of the benefits of listening to this show will be exposure to new ideas and resources that you may not know much about. One of the things you might not know about me is that over the years, I've had all sorts of people help me with my health, my life, and my energy. I'm a big believer in getting support. Over the years, I've worked with acupuncturists, all sorts of body workers, naturopathic doctors, colonic hydrotherapists, many psychotherapists, and movement teachers of all stripes, among many others. Partly it is my natural curiosity, and partly because there are some amazing teachers and healers out there ready to assist us whenever we feel stuck or less than optimal. And today's episode is on healing trauma. As humans working on ourselves, healing and learning go hand in hand. Yet there's a strong tendency to think that we have not been traumatized. Others have been, but not us. Yet we all experience inner wounds, many of which originated in childhood. And it is here that the healing work is done. I have long thought that the war veteran has experienced trauma, but the child that was ignored or mocked or shamed for who he or she was did not. I can now see that assumption was incorrect. All of us have wounds. Even those of us who grew up inside healthy families with good adults can know our fair share of trauma. And my guest today is an expert at working with trauma. Samantha Ibarguin is an energy healer certified in Brennan Healing Science. Since 2009, she's been working with men and women globally, helping them heal the deep and often invisible trauma that holds them back from living the life they really want. She helps her clients transform from feeling stuck and purposeless to free and passionate. She's based out of the Bay Area and sees clients both in person and long distance. Here is my interview with Sam Ibarguin. Okay, I'm here with Sam Ibarguin. Sam, welcome to Base Camp for Men. It's so good to have you on the show. It's great to be on, Tony. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Ibarguin, is that a Basque? A Basque name? <laughs> yeah, it's Spanish Basque. But you know, so that's my that's my dad's name. And mm-hmm. I actually don't know my dad. He's okay. not in my life at all. Ah. So I have his name, but yeah. I don't I grew up in Miami. And so in terms of the Latin culture, I have more of a personal connection to the Cuban culture. Ah, got um, it. When I was growing up in Miami, I, that's that's you know that's who I was surrounded by. Totally. Um, and so the sort of Spanish European Basque tradition mm-hmm. um, is something that I haven't dived into yet. And now that we're talking about it, I I definitely want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it sounds super fascinating. You know, yeah, so. I mean, I, I love my last name. It's really hard to say, and yeah. I I love it. Like I just I love having it. In this episode, we're talking all about healing trauma. And um, I thought of you because you work so well with people that have trauma, and I thought it would be a really interesting episode. But to kick it off, I guess, can you just share a little bit about what your um, heroine's journey has been? Because as I understand it, you used to work like a regular corporate job, like a Wall Street job or a New York Mm -hmm. City corporate job. How did you make it from there to becoming um, somebody that worked with trauma and got into the healing arts and stuff? Because that seems like a pretty big leap. I have a really interesting heroine's journey, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm guessing that people I've been I've been sort of looking at this stuff for 20 years, mm-hmm. um, and I'm guessing that people who have been you know in in on their healing walk for several decades, maybe have 
uh, a similar story, or I should say like not so dissimilar, dissimilar of a story. So when you and I met Tony, I know that you remember this. I was working on wall street. Mm-hmm. Um, you were my rolfer and yep. you saved me from sitting at a desk, um, you know, for eight to 10 hours a day. Yeah. Um, and that was the beginning of our friendship. And at that time I was very interested in, um, so, so very long story short, the minute, the minute that I entered, uh, wall street, my work on wall street, I was completely miserable. Mm. I looked around at the corporate culture. I looked around at what I was doing. Um, I basically was working on wall street because I wanted to make the most amount of money that I could. I wasn't sure what my passion was. I just wanted to be financially independent and I was able to do that with, with my work. Um, but I wasn't impassioned and the, the structure of the day to day and the structure of at that time, you know, finance in New York, um, was just, it was so hard. It was so hard physically, mentally. Um, also I was just completely miserable. It was so not a match. And so it was during that time that I had a little bit of space in my life. Um, I walked into East West books on 15th street in New York, which is actually no longer there. You know, the, the, like the, the, you know, before it got renovated, the dilapidated little bookstore. And I picked up six books on meditation Mm -hmm. and energy healing. And I didn't even know what that was. Um, and one of the books that I picked up was Barbara Brennan's second book, um, light emerging. It's the big purple book. Mm -hmm. And I went home and I read that and I spent the next, you know, week or two reading that until three in the morning with tears streaming down my face because I so deeply resonated with what was in that book. Um, and it's, and other people read it and they're like, I have no idea what I just read. right? Right. So it doesn't, it's not necessarily that it resonates with everyone. Some of the concepts are a little more sophisticated. And if it's something that you're supposed to do for the rest of your life, it's going to strike a deep chord. Yeah. And so it took me from that moment, it took me like four years to have enough time and money um, with my job on Wall Street to, to give them my schedule for the next four years and say, listen, you know, I spoke to my managing director, listen, I'm going to go do this and please don't tell anyone. I'm going to take every single day of my vacation for the next four years and do this training. And I did that. And in 2009, I graduated from the school. I quit my job on Wall Street and I opened my practice. I had my practice open. I've had my practice open for 10 years now. It's 2019. And so I would say, of course, you know, the her- the, the, one of the things that the hero and the heroine's journey is defined by is that moment when you pass the threshold, right? That mm-hmm. threshold moment yep. after which you will never be the same again. So I have had so, actually so many of those moments, of course, leaving my job, my corporate job on Wall Street, that was one of the main moments when mm-hmm. I stepped into working for myself, having a practice, not knowing at all what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So scared, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. Feeling completely inequipped, but knowing that this is what I had signed up to do, so I was going to do it anyway. And I have to say that, uh, you know, again, 10 years of doing it, I, and, you know, perhaps we'll get to this in this conversation, perhaps we'll do it in, the, in another one, but even inside of my work in my practice, I have had another sort of swing around, you know, coming even, uh, because you could say, oh, well, you know, when she opened her practice, that's when she really came home. I would say even inside of my healing work, I went, you know, sort of far in another direction of coaching and business coaching. And that was really wonderful. And then I realized that that wasn't a match. And so recently I've swung back around to my deep passion, my deep love and my, my training, mm-hmm. which is the trauma work. And I never thought that that was going to happen, right. right? Like I never thought that there was going to be a moment inside of my healing practice where I would sort of boomerang out and then even come back in to be even more at home and more authentic with what I'm doing That's great. so that I'm offering even more deeply from a place of authenticity, my deep core essence, who I really am, who I am as connected to the divine. Yeah. So I would say that 
you know, there's a couple of moments that are my heroine's journey, but those two are the biggies. That's great. I mean, I, I, when you say East West books, I wonder how many people found their, uh, the light of their path. Cause we right? have the East West books in Seattle. Yeah. And every time I go in there, I see all these wonderful people and they're grabbing uh, their stack of books. And I'm like, they're on their hero's journey. Mm. They're figuring it out. There's all these resources here. People are encouraging them. Yeah. You know, and it's, I remember that bookstore. I spent many hours in that bookstore in New York City uh, trying to figure out what was next. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, wait, but I just really want to read about Atlantis. And Lemuria. Yeah, 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 totally. No, totally. more serious subjects, more yeah. serious spiritual subjects. <laughs> I mean, you're you're so um, mission driven, which is what one of the great things I love about what you do and your work. I mean, did you did you create when you came across the Barbara Brennan book and then got into her training? Was that like I'm in my mission, or was it? Uh, did you create that you know in a different workshop, or was it just a gradual thing where? you really got the signs by how it felt that you were on your path. Like you knew this was what I was going to do by you yeah. know, the, the Barbara Brennan book. Or did you also then do work where you were like, what's my, what's my life's mission? I mean, we do that as men, like in the new warrior training, you create your mission oh, and, and it's, it's really powerful to do it in, in a, such a structured kind of stated way where you come away and go, Whoa, this is, this is what yeah. I'm about. This is what yeah. I'm going to do, you know? So God, that is such a good question. I'm so glad that we're talking about this. So I, I was actually just having this this conversation with a dear friend um, who's like trying to figure out uh, how, how do I do this? What's my mission? What's right? And I have to say, I was I was you know really blessed. And I have to say, in business, I. I, my business has been, I've worked really hard for my business. So my business hasn't been like, oh my God, I opened my practice and then just everything fell into place. Like that has right, not right. been my story. Yeah, no. Um, so I just want to tell everyone It that, wasn't but, mine either. So. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I know that some people do have those blessings, but I, I will say the one, the, one of the biggest blessings that I have had in my spiritual work and, my, and, my, and, my, and, my, and having my practice is that in the beginning, it wasn't even a question that I was going to do the Brennan work. It wasn't even a question. It was, it was just, and I, I didn't even, I wasn't like, is there another healing school for me to go to? Is there another modality for me to study? It was like, this is it. I, this is it, you know? And it was so, it was so simple. It was almost like, you know, dumb. Like it was just like, nope, this is it. Like I got bunked over the head and that was it. Another big piece, which I know we're going to talk about today is when your, your deep traumas and woundings are in the way of your authentic creative expression, that's when your mission can get blocked because you don't know what you really want. You don't trust yourself and you're coming from a place of, of really of habitual, habituated abuse, right? So that's not your mission place. Yeah. Let's, let's go into that because that's really, that's going to be the headline of the episode really is healing trauma. And, and just, I'm really interested in your views on it. Having seen worked with a lot of people, seen patterns, um, and then come up and applied the techniques that you have to help people move through it. Because I can tell you, um, I did not know how widespread trauma was. I think when I was younger, I thought, well, guys that come back from war without mm-hmm. a leg are traumatized. A, wo- a woman that's maybe you know been raped, that's trauma. Right. And then I didn't have any kind of perspective on all the other traumas. And then when I started to, when I got involved with the Mankind Project and we do these big trainings, I'm not giving anything away. They, each man goes through like 65 processes and we're out mm-hmm. in the woods and it's a, it's a rite of passage. But every time I've done, I've been on staff, I'm always like, oh my God, the trauma is so widespread. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. whether it's sexual or emotional trauma, mm-hmm. or they grew up in a violent environment as kids, mm-hmm. or, you know, a priest or a boy scout, you know, yeah. true. like 
it's always, I'm always taken aback by just normal people that have been through trauma as a kid, mm. hold on to it, never speak about it, don't even yeah. acknowledge it, maybe don't even think, no, I'm, I'm not traumatized. I haven't been through trauma. That's for people mm. that have been through the really rough stuff in war or something. Yeah. And they, yeah. they don't really identify that, you know what, uh, when dad was doing this for those yeah. 15 years, that yeah. was super traumatic. And yeah. I carry that. And so I guess to kick off, like, what has been your experience? Like, what have you noticed about trauma or what are the insights that you have about working with it? Or yeah. what can you share? Because I have a feeling a lot of listeners are out there maybe sitting on trauma and maybe not quite aware that they've got that going on that might be inhibiting them. Yeah. So um, I'll start by saying that I believe that our purpose in life as human beings and what mm -hmm. we're doing here as souls in human bodies mm -hmm. is to express our creativity. Right, whether that's through business, whether that's through parenting, whether that's through actual art, you know, rendering paintings, mm -hmm. oil, watercolors, music, we are here to let the and I I won't get into all of you know how, like the different dimensions of the energy field because it mm -hmm. we can I can do a whole lecture on that but I won't do that today but basically we have the divine spark of God really mm -hmm. you know the universal intelligence whatever you want to call it within every single one of us we hold that. Mm -hmm. And it's deep, it's like the deepest place in our energy field. And so when we get an inspiration, when we feel that we want to move forward and create anything, mm -hmm. the energy, be, the energy starts from there. It starts from the deepest part of ourselves and it literally upwells through the different dimensions of our energy field and eventually manifests into the physical. Mm -hmm. Right, that is the process of creation. And again, there's there's more specifics to speak of that, but I think everyone sort of understands that. And of course, mm -hmm. every everyone listening has created something. And so, in this moment, you can just tap into what that felt like for you, like what that creation process feels like for you. So, that is our greatest joy. It's our greatest satisfaction, and it's our greatest uh, suffering when we're unable to do that. Mm. And to me that's what trauma is. Mm. Trauma is when our creative pulse, and I do call it the creative pulse, is interrupted. Mm. Now, that could be emotional. It doesn't have to be physical. That could be physical. It could be deeply physical. It mm. could be not so deeply physical. Um, so it's, it's, when it's physical, it's horrible mm. and it's obvious. When it's emotional, it's also horrible. It's more insidious and people don't even realize that they're walking around with with trauma in their system which is blocking their blocking the flow of their energy blocking their creative pulse and so when they come to me what that looks like is they're just they're just unable to do what it is they so deeply long to do mm, mm. and so it's like i mean i've literally had had clients come to me and just be like i can't create anything that i care about mm, anything i yeah. sabotage everything i'm an adult mm -hmm. i'm an adult and i have sabotaged everything my my, my joy, my relationships, my job, like what is wrong with me? I don't even know where to begin. Right. And that is that. So that's it. You yeah. know, that's, that's what we do. And when I was working with, um, so, uh, solopreneurs and soulpreneurs mm -hmm. that, you know, we, we would have, you know, I had, I had my, my teachings and my strategy and this is how you do it. And this is how you market. And this is how you talk to people. And then it was always in that moment when it was time for them to go out, to launch, to shine their light. And to speak from their their authentic place of of what they're doing and their deep desire to help and serve, and they would be arrested in that. Yeah. And you yeah. know, right. So I would give them the homework, and then they would come back and be like, "I didn't do anything that we talked yeah. about." And that's when I'm like, 
okay, let's do the healing work. Let's do the deep work. I know not everybody's, a, you can't generalize, but let's say somebody comes to you, they've got a stuck area, they've got some unresolved trauma. You know, is it reasonable to think, oh, you know, we, we'll work together six or eight times or we'll work together over three months and that will generally start to really unwind these a few of these really important layers for them to get movement in the direction? That's a really good question. I would say that if somebody is really in the middle of something or in the midst of something, mm-hmm. um, well, what I recommend is that we see each other every week mm-hmm. because I know that that momentum is what they need. Basically what it is, is that inside of our sessions, we're creating a container um, of safety. Mm -hmm. and of sacredness for their personal work, for their spiritual and emotional work. Mm -hmm. And there is a, um, there is like a, how do I say this? Um, The work that we do brings them back to their own reality. Mm -hmm. And so in ways we go insane Mm -hmm. and we all do, you know, we Mm -hmm. just go like we make things up and we accept things in our lives that aren't healthy and we say okay to things that we don't want to say okay to. Yeah. We just betray ourselves all over the place. Mm-hmm. And in the container of the sessions with me, I stand for not that, yeah. right? I stand for your sanity. I stand for your health. I stand for you, your courage. I stand for you speaking your truth. Mm-hmm. I stand for you taking the actions that are appropriate for you. And what I mean by appropriate is that the actions that you can do at the stage of healing that you are in. Mm-hmm. You don't want to scare yourself. You don't want to re-wound yourself. You don't want to mm-hmm. freak yourself out. You don't want to proverbially jump off the cliff. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready to do that, if you're ready to jump off a cliff, I'll strap those wings on you and push you off myself, yeah. you know? But I'm, I, I am, especially through, especially for 10 years, I've been, I've seen people where, uh, and myself too, where it, we have betrayed where, where we are, really are. Does that make, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yep. And there, and I, and I think especially in the coaching world, it's like, just go do it, you know? And it's like, actually don't no, Don't actually just go do it. Yeah. You really do because healing is different from coaching and healing. You really, really, really need to respect where you are because it's likely that if you have trauma, that trauma is that you were never respected where you were. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. I had a, I had, I had the experience recently. We, we just lost my beloved uh, mother-in-law yeah. who was this little matriarch of, of my wife's family. Yeah. And, and then, you know, there was dealing with the passing and then I just hit a wall mm. where I just felt exhausted. I mean, I called out of work. I, I, slept a lot. Mm. And when I was younger, I would have done what you said. Like I would have been like, come on, you know, that's yes, it's a loss, but you got clients to see, you got to get going. And being older and being in my own process more now and being more aware, I was like, you know what? I don't know how long I'm out, but I'm out until I say I'm back in, you know? And, and it did, you know, it only took about a week, but it took a week of me. I didn't answer up the phone a lot. I was just, I was just, under the covers, kind of yeah. resting, drinking tea and yeah. not doing a whole lot. And that's exactly what I needed. And, um, you know, and I was like, wow, you, that, you've come a long ways because you wouldn't have done it that way when you were younger. The crazy <laughs> so, thing is, is, that, is that in our society, that takes so much courage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas the other is actually betraying what, the, what actually needs to happen inside of your system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You need to get horizontal. You need to grieve the loss of someone who was incredibly dear to you. Yeah. 
and honor what's honor what's shifting inside of you honor what's shifted in the dimensions mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there is a whole life that has passed through from this from this one to other dimensions we don't know exactly where right yeah yeah but totally. that's big that's real that's the big one of the biggest things that happens on this yep. planet as far as we know yeah and for you to give yourself that week is what is you know hopefully what we all have the courage to do yeah yeah thank you that. yeah we have a lot of male listeners, just my show's called Basecamp for Men. And yeah, yeah. And and I wanted to ask you, um, what is one thing that you would like to see men do more of or less of? Like what's one thing in the area of self-care that you notice that men are like, you're not doing this quite enough for yourselves. I'd love to see men take care of themselves in this way a little better. Well, first of all, I just want to say, and I feel blessed um that i am surrounded by really really exquisite men i i think you know i know there's been a lot of talk of like man you have to rise up and do your work and da 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 mm-hmm. and i i am seeing that happen i really am um old, older men younger men and i am just almost brought to tears with the level of emotional intelligence the connection the conversation that i the conversations that i am privy to um with the men that I am surrounded by, um, in, in just catching up and sharing about their lives and sharing about their worlds. And, and they are, there are men and I, and you know, these men too, because Mm -hmm. you work with them and you lead them. There are men who are opening and it is the most, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever witnessed ever. So I want to honor that that is happening. I want to honor those men and, um, and just encourage the men who are listening that if you, feel the call to, to grow and to learn about a new part of yourselves. There are the resources out there and, and do it because the men who are doing it are, they're smart, they're tough. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're everything that the traditional man is. They're just, they're just finding out more about themselves and they're opening up new parts of themselves. So I just want to speak a word to that, that that That's is something great. that I am just, I bow so deeply to that. What's uh. happening? Um, thank you. On behalf yes, of the male tribe, yes. thank you for noticing the work we've been doing. <laughs> I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. Um, and I would say, you know, I, and because I, I think this is so hard for men and women, just, you know, to for, especially for men, because um, you guys are so tough, you know, you guys can just go, 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 um, just to, to rest, mm. you know, that in even, even it's been proven in, you know, high level sports that, that, you know, or even in like studies for weight loss that like recovery that recovery mm-hmm. period, that true recovery where your cortisol is dropping, yeah. that is equally as valuable, if not more valuable than you know the training and the pushing period. Totally. And the, the tearing down of the muscles and kind of all of that. And so you know, equally for life, um, just if men can find those places, um, those times of the day or you know during the week or whatever, to just really claim that they do need and deserve just to literally yeah. rest. Totally. You know, to literally like put their feet up, get horizontal, like feet above heart. (laughs) You know, I always say that. Yeah. Yeah. I still hear sometimes it's weird. I don't hear it as much as I used to, but there used to be this thing with men where it's like, I only sleep four hours a night, you know? And I'm like, and they'd be bragging about it. I'm like, well, you look, you look like hell, first of all, because you're not resting. You need a good night's sleep, Uh, you know? And so I don't see it as much. And it's funny because the athletes that I know, none of them short their rest. 
right. know, like the basketball and the because they know they know it's like no I work out hard and I have to rest a lot I need Absolutely. to rest my body they're really tuned into their bodies and yeah. your body knows you know yeah. it's it's when yeah. you're getting too driven up in your head where you're like yeah. oh I I don't need that silly thing called sleep it's like right. well yeah. yes you do actually yeah. you know and yeah. so um, yeah. so and then lastly what is one recommendation that you have for the listeners. Um, it could be just about anything, a website, a book, a teacher, a program, you know, anything where you would love to see more people discover it. Um, and you know, something that maybe you've discovered recently and, and you'd like to turn people on to. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about this before we got on and, um, really the, the, one of the resources that's, you know, not me or my own work, right. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, I have all my own processes, um, that I'm just really, I've been actually recommending it to everyone that I, that I talk to who I, you know, when I get that hit, I'm like, Oh, you mm -hmm. need to read this book. So it's actually Gabrielle Bernstein's new book. Hmm. Um, it's called super attractor and it's all about, um, how to basically it's about how to manifest. Okay. Um, the reason that I, the reason that I love it is because as far as I, and I don't really know any of her other work. I just, this book sort of came along and it's the perfect mm -hmm. thing. Um, for me at the time. And so if it's perfect for our listeners as well, I would recommend that. But, you know, uh, Gabby, as far as I can tell from, from reading the book is this, you know, overachieving, super badass spiritual leader. Right. And, um, and even though I'm certainly no Gabby Bernstein, I am also, I push, 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 right. Mm -hmm. Like her. Mm -hmm. And so for those of us who push, 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 you might resonate with where she's coming from. And, um, and I've also studied a lot, a lot, a lot. You know, I'm, I've been doing the spiritual work for 20 years now. I've studied the law of attraction ad nauseum, listening to the Abraham Hicks work, you know, all of that. And the way that, and Abraham Hicks is amazing. Just for me, the processes that they offer, they, I, I never really got it. I never mm -hmm. really was like, oh, this is how to do it. And there's something about the way that, you know, Gabby herself has experienced it and her own, you know, applying it in, in her business and in her day-to-day -day that she then is able to turn around and teach it mm. um, in a way that I have found is, is some of the most, uh, some of the most practical teaching hmm. of literally just how to like, how to like change your state, how to pivot. And like that literally it's this like kind of weird nonlinear process that doesn't feel like it's going to make any sense. But then the next thing you know, you have a brand new kitchen table showing up and it's so completely free. And like, this is what, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I know this is a little off of what we've been talking about. Oh, no, it's great. But the 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 thing, my whole thing about this is that, and and my passion when when my clients are far enough along is that we do the trauma work so that we can have great lives. Yeah. Right. Like we do the trauma work so that we don't have to do the trauma work anymore. Right. And so that we can have our creation, so that we can have that creative pulse flowing through our bodies. Yeah. And so I feel like this book out in the world is teaching people who are at that stage. Um, you know, if you want to do it through a book of like, okay, you've done enough of like the trauma work. Now it's time to really come from that place of joy. Yeah. And like, that's my ultimate recommendation. Like that's literally to me, the secret of life. Yeah. Like you, you honor your trauma, you honor what you've been through, but ultimately you make the choice to come from a place of joy, not from a place of suffering, because I promise you, if you come from a place of suffering, guess what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So, and it, and it's like that you have to, you have to like flip the script. Yeah. You have to be like, yeah, I've been through a lot. It was terrible and I have healed it. And now I'm coming from a place of joy. 
That's great. That's great coaching. I love that. I love that piece. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for coming on and sharing your insights. It's always awesome to talk to you. I hope to have you on again as we unpack different uh, issues of the show, but you're just an awesome guest. Great to talk to. Good luck with everything. And I will, um, I'll give all the bio at the end and tell them where they can find you on your website and stuff like that. So thanks for coming on. All right, Tony. You take care. Thanks for having me. Take care. I hope you enjoyed my talk with Sam, and I want to thank her for all the important work that she does working with trauma. Spiritually, she's a frontliner. She does the important work of keeping us all moving in a good direction. If you're looking to live your next chapters, but something seems to be inhibiting your forward movement, I can't recommend her enough. To find out more or get in contact with Sam, go to her website at www.igwell.com. That's I-G-Well.com. And she mentioned a book by Gabrielle Bernstein called Super Attractor, which sounds really interesting. If you're looking for better manifestation skills, and who isn't, uh, go check that out. Another modality that I wanted to mention is one called EMDR, which is also a trauma modality. It stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. It's a mouthful. I had a friend discover it recently, and he spoke really highly of it. You can go to emdr.com to find out more information or find a therapist near you that's trained in that. That's it for this week's show. Thank you, listeners. appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. That's our show for today. Man, remember that the story of your life is not yet all told. I'm Tony Rezac, and thank you for listening to Basecamp for Men.